now, 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 your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show, with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. Welcome back, everyone, to the Get You Some Studio. Terry Lancaster here, and today's guest, I've got to admit, I'm a little excited. This is a first for me. I have a former NFL cheerleader and former Fortune 500 executive. Probably the first time I've had either one of those on the show, and I'm not killing two birds with one stone. Today's guest, Kelly Roach. Kelly, how you doing? Hey, Terry, I'm fired up. Let's have some fun today. I'm excited to be here. Let, let's do this. Let's have some fun. Let, let's help them, so folks. I forgot to mention, you're also a number one best-selling author of the book. Uh, the book is Unstoppable, Nine Principles for Success in Business and in Life. And I was just telling Kelly before we got started that I love that that's the title of the book, Success in Business and the Life, because I, I don't like the whole work-life balance concept where people are trying to juggle two things. There's only one thing. There's you got to make thing. the one thing work. Kelly, tell us about yourself and tell, tell us about the, the, the NFL cheerleading thing and Fortune 500 and how'd you get here? Tell us the Kelly Roach story. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I grew up in a big family. We struggled financially. Same story. I'm sure so many people have experienced. And, you know, for me, I always kind of was juggling three, five jobs all growing up. And it just so happened that when I got into college, I wanted to continue with dancing and performing and cheerleading. And I had went to the school that I was going to be in the least amount of debt when I got done. And they didn't have a division one dance team or division one cheerleading team. So I was like, hmm, you know, I can go backwards or I can go forward. And I said, hey, Hey, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to audition for the NFL. Um, did that. It was amazing. It was such a fun experience. It taught me about being on camera and speaking in front of people and networking and interacting with everyone from the average Joe to the CEO. And, uh, you know, that was kind of my springboard into communications and sales and, you know, just learning how um, anything is possible when you embrace kind of a, a situation where your hard work is going to dictate your opportunity and your income. So when Went over to the Fortune 500, started in the most entry-level position they had. I was the first one in, last one out every single day. I was able to be promoted seven times in eight years. So I became the youngest senior vice president of the company. I was managing a team of 100 in 17 different locations. And, uh, you know, that was great. But my passion was the work. What I didn't enjoy was the quality of life that came with it. Right. So what I was doing there, Terry, was I was teaching people sales. I was teaching them sales, marketing, pricing, and positioning. I was teaching them how to rapidly grow their business. And I said to myself, there has to be a better way. Um, you know, there has to be a way that I can use these skills to impact the world and help people and actually make a difference instead of just making this one company millions of dollars. And I also knew that with skills like that, there was no reason to, have been, to be working 60, 80 hours a week in order to make a great living because I was making all this money and there was zero time to spend or to enjoy it. So I started my own company and fast forward to today. Now I have the opportunity to coach entrepreneurs around uh, seven countries around the world and coaching programs and masterminds, online courses, um, consulting, speaking. And really my whole focus here is helping people to accomplish financial freedom through using the sales skills, using marketing, um, whether it's owning your career, working for someone else as a sales rep, or whether it's starting your own freedom-based business, but it's really exactly what you said about the book. I have a copy right here. Um, it's around nine principles for unlimited success in business and in life so that when you do have financial success and you do have business success in your career, 
you're not compromising living life in order to do it. Let me, I want to ask you a question, and this is kind of a pet peeve of mine, and I, and, uh, and I, I guess I understand where it come from. But we, we, we live in the, in the American dream is the, in the, uh, the Judeo-Christian work ethic, and, and it's, always about, it's always been about working harder. But we have what I call the cult of busy now. And you go on Facebook and yes. people are actually bragging about working 80 to 90 hours. My, my, the thing I, I see this is that the same meme all the time, 40 hours a week. I love my, you know, I remember my first part-time job, but I've never understood why someone would brag about working 80, 90 hours a week, killing themselves to make a living. That just seems like you're, you're doing it wrong. Oh, uh, Terry, I am so glad you brought that up. It is incredibly disturbing, actually. It's disturbing, and it's so disturbing, I actually just recorded a podcast episode on it yesterday. And I said, listen up, people. This is crazy. There's only one way that that ends, and it, it's in disaster, whether it's ending a marriage, whether it's you in the hospital, whether it's you having some type of breakdown that then requires you to scale all the way back, even be out of work completely for a period of time, whether it's you de literally deconstructing the business that you built or the career that you made because you literally cannot go on another day doing it. Um, I've never heard of a single instance, Terry, where that ended well. Mm -hmm. And so I really appreciate that you brought that up because that is just, it's downright reckless and you won't be able to sustain that. And I've decided my new word for the rest of this year that I'm going to try to use in my teaching every single week is sustainable. Sustainable. Because what I am seeing online, Terry, is completely unsustainable. Cameras on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You're never spending time with your family. You're trying to capture the money shot. You're mm -hmm. never present with the people you love. You're worried about taking a picture of your food. You know, you're not working on how can you work smarter and be efficient and use strategy and thinking to grow. You're just working and working and working yourself into the ground, never knowing when enough is enough. And it's, it's really unhealthy. But the, the big thing, Terry, which I think is what you were getting at, is that it's completely unnecessary. Yeah. It's completely unnecessary. It's not the smartest way to go about building wealth. It is not the smartest way to go about creating a life that you love that's supported by finances that give you freedom. And, and I think I'm, I'm a living example of that. I'm sure you are too. Yeah. So let, let's talk about how, what are some of the principles that we can use to cut back on the, on the 60, 70, 80, 90 hour weeks? Yeah. And because, and my, 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 the, my key is that that's, that's unproductive. Productivity is, uh, is output divided by input. Yes. And if you're putting it, if you're putting in 80 hours a week, your, 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 your input is too high and your productivity sucks. So yep. what are the nine principles that we can use to increase our productivity, to cut back on our time input and to start building a life that we actually, the life we were born to lead? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I know we're talking to a lot of sales reps, so I'm going to kind of gear, you know, my conversation a little bit there, but we can talk about it from a bigger picture entrepreneurship as well. You know, as a sales rep, the number one thing is reducing the time between dials and reducing the time between people that you're seeing. You know, world-class salespeople, world-class salespeople that make four, five, six hundred thousand dollars a year, they spend 80% or more of their time in front face-to-face -face with clients. 
which means that they're incredibly efficient and effective with making sure they don't have a lot of downtime during prime hours. Now, we all know that you can have a great plan for the day, and as soon as you start the day, five minutes in, this comes in, and this comes in, and all these distractions come that can totally wipe out your plan. And it's, it's really either you're gonna choose to be disciplined to say, I'm gonna keep that running list, and, and what I like to call that running list is after sales goals are met. It's the list for after sales goals are met. So that means instead of you stopping what you're doing that's gonna put money in your bank account to go address all the little fires that happen all day every day and all the tactical to-dos and the administrative follow-ups and the customer support things that really are not urgent, it's saying, this is my for after sales goals are met list and I'm gonna give this list 30 minutes at the end of the day every single day and I'm gonna build in that time to make sure I can circle back to that after my sales goals are met. I think that is one of the biggest things that gets salespeople every single time is you know they, they start off down one path, the distractions start coming in and immediately it takes them off course. So these are after sales goals are met. What are some examples of, of the sales goals? What do you mean by a sales goal? Yeah, so that's that's a great that's a great question. So that's exactly what I mean. For everybody listening today, my challenge to you is do you have a daily sales goal? When you get started working in your business or on your your job, your career as a salesperson, do you wake up every morning and say to yourself, I am going to close X amount of dollars today. I know that my goal for this week is XYZ. Here's where I'm at so far. Divided by the number of days left in the week. This is how much I need to do today in sales. And I'm going to do nothing else but make phone calls, send emails, and get face-to-face -face in front of customers until that happens. Now, we all know there's a hundred different tactics you can use. Anything from live streaming to webinars to podcasting to you know face-to-face -face visits to lunches to networking events to happy hours, dinners. So the tactic doesn't matter, Terry. All of those tactics work. But what does matter is how much time is there from one phone call to the other? The average sales rep is spending five to 10 minutes between phone calls. Mm -hmm. If you want to reduce your work week by about 20 hours as a sales rep and get significantly better results, focus on making sure for every hour that you're doing dials that you make 25 dials. It's a very manageable number. It's a reasonable number. You can do it with ease without feeling pressured or stressed. But all it's doing, Terry, is saying, when you're in a call block and your intention is to get meetings and to get sales, that you are going to focus your time for one dedicated hour on doing nothing but making dial after dial until you achieve a result. And I found with every team that I implement this strategy with, not only do they drastically reduce the number of hours they have to work each week to hit their goals, but they're so much more successful that they're actually excited about when do I have my next call block because they know they're actually going to get a result instead of having all the space between conversations that really nets you a whole lot of nothing, to be honest. 25 dials an hour. Yeah. And I, and I, th I think the, the, the key that you poked on, the, that, you, that you spoke of there, the unspoken uh, boogeyman there is it's all about focus. It's about blocking, it blocking your time and doing the thing instead of fitting the thing in around the other stuff. So if you're going to make dials, sit down, clear out your schedule and focus on making dials. Yeah. And one of the biggest tips I can give there, Terry, is, you know, when you turn on your computer or you look at your phone, literally within a matter of moments, you have 100 distractions. 
email, social media, applications, buzzes, beeps, dings, bumps. I mean, literally, the amount of distractions makes it almost impossible to focus. So what do you do? You keep a sales binder. And this is what I do with my own sales reps in my sales company. And I do this with the companies that I coach their sales reps as clients of mine, you keep a binder, right? Your binder has in it all of your top leads, all of your actives, all of your prospects, all of your inactives, all the people that you want to get dollars and cents from. When you know you're going into a call block, what do you do? Boom, computer shut, phones turned around upside down. You are focused. It's you, the phone, and your sales binder. And literally, Terry, I cannot even express how much the sales are going to go up and the amount of hours you have to work are going to go down. It's all about eliminating distractions. One of the things you talk about in your book is creating a financial abundance mindset. How do you, mm-hmm. I mean, especially, especially in sales, because so much of sales is handling the no, is, yeah. is, is, is getting turned down and getting rejection. And, and it's hard to maintain an abundance mindset whenever, when, when you were seeing goose eggs all day. So yeah. talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I always say when it comes to having an abundance mindset, specifically in the sales realm, know your numbers, right? Know your numbers and know the sales numbers. And what I mean by that is on average, it's going to take 16 follow-ups to close a sale. On average, the vast majority of people, 99 out of 100 people are going to say no as a knee-jerk reaction the first time, regardless of what comes out of your mouth. So if you know those two statistics, 99% of people never follow up after the first touch. They get a no the first time and then they move on and they start chasing a new lead. Well, that creates this massive inefficiency because now you're chasing new leads every day and putting them in the top of your funnel instead of pushing people down your funnel and getting them through those 16 touches. So if you take the emotion out of it and you focus on having a mindset of understanding What are the numbers in sales and how does sales actually work? The biggest thing that drives sales is frequency of follow-up. We know that. It's proven fact. So you could be a far worse salesperson than the person sitting right next to you, Terry. Mm -hmm. And if you follow up every week and they don't, who's going to get the sale? You are. It's not even about talent. It's about strategy. It's about thinking. So number one, 99% of people don't follow up. So that means you have this vast opportunity. If you go in for the second follow-up after the first, no, you've already put yourself ahead of 99% of people that are going after that same business. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, you haven't even gotten through the sales cycle until touch number 16. So if you're at no number two and you're saying this person's never going to buy, I'm going to give up, I'm going to go chase someone else, you're starting over at touch number one out of 16 instead of pushing someone down to the funnel closer to step 16, which is where you're going to get that sale. Hey, a lot of sales are going to happen before then. Some sales are going to take a year or even longer, even more touches. But I think the abundance mindset is here, Terry. Mm -hmm. There is endless amounts of money. And there's endless amounts of opportunity. And literally, it's sitting on the table for the taking. Whoever is willing to do the work in this life is going to become very, very rich because the vast majority of people simply aren't willing to do the work. And that's the truth, right? I mean, that is the truth. The vast majority of people are not willing to do the work. If you look at 100 sales reps, right? And you look at their follow-up process and you said, okay, let's sort these, these sales reps into two piles, Terry. And I said, in pile one, it's the sales reps that have followed up with their leads at least 16 times. And in pile two, it's, it's the ones that gave up long before then. 
everyone except maybe one or two of those reps is going to go into pile number two. They gave up long before they got to touch number 16. So I think it's really important to operate based on strategy, not emotion. And I think it's important to know the numbers. And I think when you know the numbers and you operate based on strategy, not emotion, the abundance mindset can begin to fester and grow and, and multiply because you realize this is just a numbers game. This is strategy. Like if you do the work, you get the result. And so many people aren't willing to that the opportunity is even bigger than you could ever imagine. And, and then we parlay that into, into building the, the work-life balance thing. Let's talk about building the life. What, what about your outside life is affecting your, your mindset and your ability to focus and do the work? Well, I think everything, right? I think everyone always thinks like, oh, I have this situation going on or I have that situation going on. So I have a disadvantage or I'm not going to be able to do this or this is extra hard for me. I think we all have a tendency to, to think that. Um, but I think in reality, virtually everyone has some type of craziness going on in their life at any given time right? Um, and it does affect you, right? But you have to learn how to be able to switch on business mode and recognize that whatever's going on in your life, you, what you do with your business or with your career is either going to help make that better or it's going to compound and make it a lot worse, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's about looking at your thoughts, your action, and your behavior and saying, okay, you know, you're, you have this going on. Everyone has some type of crisis or chaos or turbulence going on in their life at any given time. It's just the reality of being human. You have to be able to compartmentalize and get focused. You used that word earlier, and that's really what it comes down to, and say, you know, when we're talking about these principles with call blocking and using a sales binder so you're off the computer and you're on the phone and spending 80% of your time in front of customers and reducing the number of time between calls, you know, when you have things going on in your life and you only can afford to spend a certain amount of brain power or a certain amount of physical energy on your career, on your business, these are the types of things that are going to allow you to do that because you may be working 60 or 80 hours now on like a two but that could be reduced down to 20 if you would work at an eight or a 10. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it, it, the intensity is, is, is going to make up for, you know, people put, people put in the time. You know, people, people say they're working 80 hours a week when they're spending it by, you know, out behind the store smoking cigarettes. That's, that's not work. Just because you're at work doesn't mean you're working. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's something that it's really important to be intentional about, Terry. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people have frustrations about their work-life balance or about the amount of effort or energy they're putting in versus the result they're getting out. But not a lot of people take it to the next step, Terry, of actually doing something about it. Right. So, you know, something that I really focus on with my clients is, you know, it's one thing to have a frustration. It's another thing to actually set aside time to say, how am I going to solve this frustration? What am I going to do differently? How am I going to permanently rectify this situation so I don't keep cycling through the same thing over and over and over again? And the vast majority of people don't do that. So, Give yourself time, put some time on your calendar to say, okay, you know, I've been having this problem in my career, this problem in my business, and it's been persisting over and over again. What am I going to do about it? How am I going to solve it? Spend some time thinking and making some decisions. And again, that, that's what people don't do. And that's why their situations just stay the same. Yeah. Knowing there's a problem doesn't solve the problem. So no. let's talk about the action. What solves problem 
is action. And I yeah. promise everyone who watches the show, my big promise is if you'll spend 30 minutes with me watching the show, watching my guests, we're going to leave you with one action step, something you can do as soon as you turn off the show, something you can put into action in your life and in your business to make both better. So Kelly, give us one action step that everyone can start doing today. Yeah, I would say start with what we talked about today. Literally give yourself one hour today, shut off your computer, put down your phone, and literally make those 25 dials. And something good is going to happen in that hour. And a light bulb is going to go off for you and you're going to say, I can reduce my work week. I can hit my sales goals. I can achieve a great life and a good business too. And if you're a manager of people and you have a team that's supposed to be generating sales for you, I guarantee if you take this principle and you do it with your team today, that you will be shocked at the results that you get. And it's simple. Anybody can do it starting today. Turn off everything and punch the phone 25 times. Yep. All right, so Kelly, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, if they wanted to learn more, if they wanted your help, how do they get in touch? Yeah, absolutely. Well, my podcast is called Unstoppable Success Radio, and we go live three times a week. And the whole show is focused on the mindset, the strategy, and, and the thinking needed to go further faster in accomplishing your goals in business and in life. So very similar to the book. So definitely check out Unstoppable Success Radio. If you want to get in touch with me personally, you can email me at coaching at kellyroachcoaching.com. Uh, my book is on Amazon. It's also on my website at kellyroachcoaching.com. So would love to hear from any of the great listeners listeners of the Get You Some Radio Show. Unstoppable nine principles for unlimited success in business and in life. Kelly, thank you so much for being in here. I appreciate your time and I appreciate thank you. you. Thanks, Terry. This is Every great. Everyone have a great day. Being the boss is fun. Taking your ideas, turning them into something new and watching it grow. Oh, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun until it's not. Most businesses reach a point where good ideas, common sense, and hard work just aren't enough anymore. They get stuck. Now, it's time to get unstuck. Unstuck 10 Proven Strategies for Breaking Through the Barriers to Small Business Growth. Get your copy today and get unstuck. HSM Radio. You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.